to Arizona State. Right. I'm a sun devil, man. State of the Sun Devils with Jeremy Schnell, Jesse Morrison, and Mitch Bereldis, an Arizona sports podcast. Hello and welcome into another edition of State of the Sun Devils alongside Mitch Bereldis. I'm Jeremy Schnell. No Jesse today, but we got you covered. We're here to talk about Sun Devil men's basketball. I sound way too excited about this team uh, right now with my voice being so high, even though they've lost five in a row, Mitch. I think you're just excited that we get to podcast this week, right? Is that what we're excited about? Well, yeah. Um, breaking news, Jeremy will be out next week. Oh, um, yes. I have a certain commitment that a I big, have to... A big life commitment, I Yes, uh, I am getting married <laughs> uh, next Sunday, so um, shout Ooh. out to my fiance and future wife, uh, Marie. And we... Uh, you guys will have it covered next week, I assume. Hold it down. Yes. Jesse and I will. We may have a uh, special guest host. Possibly. For the times that you're gone. So that, I won't say too much, but Jesse and I will be here while Jeremy's gone. That'll be pre-U of A game, post-Utah game. So, so some big games to react yeah, to. Yeah, you'll have a lot to talk about, and that Utah team is pretty dang good and been playing well. Until uh, yesterday's game, which we will uh, get to in a little bit. We will get to yesterday's ASU game right now. Arizona State lost by 12. It didn't feel that close, especially in the first few minutes of the game, Mitch. We just kept <laughs> looking up at the score and we're like, oh, 19 to 2. Oh, 21 to 3. Uh, I mean, it was what? Colorado <laughs> scored, was it 13 or 12 points before ASU got there first? Well, let's look at the play by play. Let's look at the play by play. It was for. <laughs> 12 12 in ASU fashion of course they get to the free throw line and their first point comes from a free throw but they miss the second of the two <laughs> in typical ASU fashion the only way they can get points is by going 50% from the line um i, I w- was a lot angrier earlier in the game i think than i am now i'm kind of reserved at this point because credit where credit's due to be down by as much as 18 and to make it a four point game late I think that says a lot about this group of guys that they're not just going to give up per se. They haven't played well, but there's a difference between not playing well and not giving up. And I think we've seen that a lot this year, that this ASU team, even when they're at their lowest point in the middle of a game, they at least try to make something out of it. And getting this game yesterday to at least a four point game is admirable. They still got whipped yesterday. Offensively, they were outscored by Colorado. I think Colorado at one point was shooting 50% from the floor to ASU's like 39 or 40. It was yeah. it was complete control from Colorado from start to finish, despite the little runs that ASU was able to put well, together. And, and Mitch, to, to look at what Colorado has done this season, they kind of started off slow in Pac-12 play. Yeah. Had a couple losses in the middle of Pac-12 play, but, you know, they... They really have turned it around as of late. They had that four straight, those four straight wins, a bad loss to Washington State, and then a tough loss to Utah. But then bounced back against ASU. What I'm trying to say here is, is ASU kind of peaked at the wrong time this season, yeah, and that was is, at the beginning of the Pac-12. It's kind schedule. of the inverse, right? Yeah. ASU starts four and zero in conference play, and then coming up next is this big weekend in Washington, where you only have the one game because they're not going to play the Cougars uh, this year at least in Washington, to my knowledge. And they made a really great, impressive showing in the first half. And then all of a sudden, it completely fell apart in the second half, which was similar to what we saw in non-conference play. So 
I almost wonder, should we be surprised that we're staring at the team that we are at this point? 11-12 and 12 on the year, lost their last seven of eight games, the only win the USC game that the three of us were at a few weeks ago. And at this point, I almost see it as, yeah, they probably should have beat USC because USC's not that good this year. All the other teams that they played in the conference, they're actually better than I realize, just based on how they played against the Sun Devils. And USC was missing two of their best players as well. And so they really had to win that game, and they did. But to your point, should we be surprised? No, because we kind of felt like this team was going to be going to struggle a little bit. The only reason I may be a little bit surprised, Mitch, is because of the start they got off to in Pac-12 play. Mm-hmm. We're like, hmm, maybe this team is coming together. Maybe they're figuring out some of the chemistry stuff. And then Adam Miller started to struggle a little bit. And then there's some defensive issues. Defense played well in some games. Then they just couldn't make a shot. It's just the inconsistency that we've seen over the years from ASU men's basketball. Um, and it was it's weird because, uh, back to the surprise thing, they got off to a good start in Pac-12 play and we thought they were turning a corner. And I think this is the example of, this is what happens when only three of your scholarship players return after a prior season. Granted, one-and-done school, like the Blue Bloods, they go through this every year, right? One-and-dones are a popular thing at places like Duke, North Carolina, etc. So they have to kind of find the new guys every single year. The difference is with ASU is a lot of the guys that left were not one-and-dones. We're not going into the draft. If I'm not mistaken, only two former players, I think three actually, went draft eligible, one drafted and the other two not. The rest of them still had eligibility left, and you lost all of them. Warren Washington, uh, Devin Cambridge, who unfortunately he is out for the rest of the year with an injury. Duke Brennan, just down the street. Yep, Austin Nunez. Like, there were a lot of guys that this team lost that really could have contributed D- highly. DJ Horn. Yeah. I just... Maybe this is what happens when you have this much overturn with your roster. Maybe this is what it is. Warren Washington right now with Texas Tech. He's averaging 10 and 7 with with 61%, almost 62% field goal percentage. ASU could use a guy like that. Now, yeah. in fairness, half of a little over half of their points came from in the paint. They got some really good presence from Celebonge and Sean Phillips last night. But Warren Washington was a big part of their success last year. And I think now we're seeing just how much he is missed as as one of the guys that is missed. Especially the defensive success. I mean, you, lo- you look at these, these past uh, five games that they've lost, 80 points given up, 84 points given up, 71 points given up, 81 points given up, 82 points given up. And if you're just an NBA fan and you think, oh, that's not that many points, college basketball... A lot of the games are in the 60s. Right. Like, that's a lot, a lot of points. points scored in college basketball. That's a lot of points to give up. And uh, if you look at the numbers, for points per game for ASU, for their offense, 69 points per game, that's 337th in the country. Mm-hmm. They, were, they put the graphic up last night while you were watching the broadcast uh, on TV, and the rankings for ASU offensively are bottom of the conference and practically the seller of the entire league and should we be surprised by those numbers no i don't think so we've kind of known this to be a rough offensive team jose perez for example 30 minutes last night went one for nine a very rough night for jose who's recovering from an injury i understand they're working him back off of the bench but he had been one of their 
brighter scorers even during this losing streak where he's getting into the 20s per game. One for nine is a rough go, especially in 30 minutes. ASU about middle of the pack in points against, 72.4 points per game. It's always been the calling card, right? They're 202nd in the country, so that's they're about, you know, about middle of the pack there. So, I mean, it's, it's they're, uh, uh, I don't know how to say this. They're about a, an average basketball team right now. To, and it's, it's, it shows in the record. They're under 500 now. Mm-hmm. It's not the first time this season they're under 500, but they were pretty far over 500 at one point this season. I mean, that's what happens when you go streaking, right? Yeah. We saw a streak in the positive direction. Well, guess what? Now we're seeing the streak in the negative direction to the point that it has brought them back to beneath the uh, 500 level that you mentioned, which is exactly where they were when they ended non-conference play. And now they're kind of back to that exact spot. And they lost those three games to San Diego, TCU, Northwestern. We're like, oh, man, uh, this season's going to be tough. And the Pac-12, we thought, wasn't that good. They won those four straight games, and now we're just right back to where they started. All right, real quick. What does Bobby Hurley and his staff have to do for the rest of the season to convince Sun Devil fans that next season's going to be different? I don't know. Does he? Does Bobby Hurley even have enough time left to convince the new, not even yet hired, not even yet interviewed to That's at least the what we've problem. seen? I don't think he has enough legs to keep himself around, respectfully. I know that Ray just gave him the extension last offseason. I know this university is doing a lot of eating money from contracts as of this exact moment right now. Don't say the name. I already said I, I wouldn't say, say the name. I already, s- I already said I wouldn't know, say the name. We know who I'm referring to. <laughs> but I think if they want to look at this program seriously, I'm starting to really wonder if or if it was not a coincidence that this roster turned over the way they did as soon as the extension was announced. Like, I cannot stand idly by assuming that it was a coincidence. Let's not forget... Frankie Collins was entertaining the transfer portal. Frankie Collins was considering leaving until he decided to come back. Jemiah Neal was considering leaving before he ultimately decided to come back. I think if they want to send this program in a positive direction in a new conference that is a far tougher animal than the Pac-12, at least this year, they will seriously consider a coaching change. I don't know if there's anything that can save Bobby Hurley at this point. Not even a streak towards the finish. And it's it's just, I think the offense is just bad. Like, yeah. it, it's, oh, three, what did I say, 330th? Is that what I said? It's, it's, the, it's the bottom of 330, the league. 337th. It's the cellar. you got to go down the stairs and then down the stairs again to get to where ASU is on this ladder. And then rebounds, they're 376th. I mean, they're not a big team. No, that's and they were down their big men most of the year, but and they don't pass the ball. I mean, what, ha, ha, why don't they pass the ball? They have the what the leading assist, the holder of the of the assist title in the NCAA history, and they don't pass. Three hundred thirty fourth, twelve twelve a game. Do you think Bobby Hurley should stay? That's not my decision to make. I um, understand that, but yes or no. I I can't make that I can't make that call. I, right. I, I I don't want to make that call, but I think at this point this season and this fall kind of speaks for itself. Yeah. Um. And unfortunately, time is running out, and um, 
we're just going to have to see what happens. And, you know, Mitch, we were at that game at the Footprint Center when they played against Northwestern. That looked like a coach that was fi- that was fighting for his job. And he that, sold and, himself in that post-game press conference. And that press ca- and, we all heard it. And then they turned it around right after that game. Mm-hmm. Well, then what happened after that? Like, what happened after that four-game winning streak where they lost to Washington but then were able to bounce back the next week, pick up a win against SC? Like, what happened? I don't understand why this team is as streaky as it is. He needs to, you know, have some, something. He needs to motivate this team somehow in order to get them back into, into this. Uh, real quick, Arizona State takes on Utah on Saturday. That's a 6 p.m. start. You can listen to it on the Arizona Sports app. It's also on ESPN2, Mitch. Um, the Utes, they're really good. They're 15-8. and eight. Looking like they might be a tournament team this year. Only six and six in conference play, which is, which is tough because this conference is bad. Arizona had to go to triple overtime just to get a win against them the other night. One hundred five so to ninety nine, and it was a triple overtime. Very hard fought contest that Arizona went through. So, buckle up, Sun Devil fans. It's going to be a long night. Utah got swept the weekend, um, or yeah, January twenty fourth and twenty seventh. They got swept by the Washington schools up in Washington. Mm. Bounce back against their rival Colorado, and then tough loss to Arizona yesterday, which is was it Thursday now? Yeah, yeah. Um, look at the Pac-12 standings real quick. Arizona on top, nine and three in the conference, eighteen and five overall. Then Washington State just been on a roll right now. Can I can I uh, re- recant of my dissing of Washington State, who obviously has been doing a lot better as of lately? When I claim that they their record is what they are and like down in the cellar with Cal and Oregon State. Recantation over. All right, continue. They've won seven of their last eight. ASU has lost seven of their last eight. So yeah, That'll do it. Yep, uh, there's that. So that's what Pac-12 looks like right now. And Washington State, Oregon, Utah, and Colorado looks like they have a chance to make the tournament this year after, after we thought this conference was going to be terrible this year. Everybody seems to be kind of t- turning it up at the right time, and this ASU is, the, is not. This is the part of the season where you prove yourself. I think Arizona automatically is going to crack the tournament, as they typically do. They've had their bad losses this year, but they're still considered one of the best in the country. And, you know, I am kind of curious about Colorado, because they got three guys, KJ Simpson, who had it rough last night, Tristan De Silva, and Cody Williams, who are really good basketball players who have really carried the offense for them for most of the year. Cody Williams could be the number one pick this year. Right. I And I think that says a lot about the draft class, too. But at the same time, those are three really good guys to help carry a team and contend for one of those field of 64. Mitch, he is shooting amazing right now, Cody Williams. It's funny, too, because he only 50, took nine shots last night. He's 56% from the field, but this is the kicker. 48% from three. That's pretty good. <laughs> 14 really 14.4 points a game again that's really good in college basketball this kid's just a freshman six foot eight he's still growing like tad boyle man how'd you do it how'd you do it tad had, tell us from from gilbert by the way um <laughs> anyway football are we finally going to get those allegations uh taken care of yeah so we had just missed on this reporting when we had last potted uh, Dennis Dodd of CBS Sports put it out last Friday, I believe, that it sounds like the NCAA and ASU are close to concluding those negotiations, to which I say, just in time, right? <laughs> Only two and a half years it took. <laughs> um, 
Dodd went on to say that it doesn't seem like there's going to be another postseason related ban. Sounds like ASU's self-sanctioning was enough in the eyes of the NCAA. But there is going to be some show cause penalties to Herm, Antonio Pierce, and then the You said other, the name. You know what I meant. He who shall not be named. And the rest of the staff members <laughs> that were implicated in such things. So Adam Brenneman is included in that. And here's where I'm annoyed. is It sounds like ASU as a university is still going to get punished with recruiting sanctions and fines. Which it's <laughs> going to take Kenny Dillingham apparently a little bit longer to get this program where he wants to be if this school is going to be handed recruiting uh, sanctions. The coaches are gone. The athletic director is gone. It's a totally new staff. Most of the players who were involved, if not all of them, are gone. What What like, does this have to do? It's like that heist movie where you hate everybody in the heist after you've figured out what they've done and they still get away scot-free. Ugh. I just don't understand the NCAA. How about that? Uh, do you see that? I think it was, um, was it Dartmouth? No, it was... Uh, Princeton basketball that uh, they're unionizing. Do you see that? Oh, yeah. No, I think you're right. It was Dart. I thought it was Dartmouth. I'm on it. Well, while you're looking at that, yeah, there's a whole, this whole era of and name, image, and likeness has really started to create kind of what you would expect when it's employer to employee, right? You've now got university students that are considering unionizing so that they can get what they think is fair and equal pay. I I, I don't know much about this exact example, Dartmouth. but uh, do you find it? Dartmouth. Dartmouth. Okay. I don't know much about this exact example, but I will say this is kind of a result of turning NCAA athletics into employer-employee, right? Even though employer doesn't directly pay employee as part of the rules, right? No, it's the the third party entity that's doing all this, right? Now, I don't I don't know much about the arts and sciences program at Arizona State University, but let's say someone invents something while they're going to school here Mm -hmm. and they have an uh, they have a professor that helps them invent something. What's to say they cannot get paid by the Mm, university? I see. And by whoever wants to buy that product. Right. They, They can. Right. Yep. When I, when I went to ASU, I also worked for ASU, helping one of my professors uh, after I took his class. I was able to help him teach his next class, and I got paid for that. Hmm. So why is it that these kids that are participating in an activity, which is basically what I was doing, why can't they get paid? And I think that, you know, maybe this Dartmouth case can help out. We'll see. I'm curious about it, if nothing else, but I don't know how it's going to end. Sorry, went off went off script there, but I thought that was really interesting, okay. and it kind of goes to everything that we were talking about with all the a good conversation, right? All the allegations uh, against ASU, um, thankfully, has nothing to do with NIL stuff, like uh, like some schools, Florida State. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Casual dig at the Seminoles. There you go. Oh. I like Florida State. My mom went there, but man, don't do that stuff. Um, ASU hockey, they swept Lindenwood? How uh, about that? Back on track? Swept. Emphasis on the air quotes if you're watching this. They swept them because apparently... They have to choose whether the shootout counts or not? 
I don't know. Yeah, it's like it's like they talked to the coaches before the game and and they were like, "Nah, I think that's literally what happened." So the first, so <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, the first game they tied four four. They played an overtime period and that was it. Nobody else got another uh, goal. They do the shootout anyway, but it goes in the record books as a tie. And ASU won the shootout, so I don't care. It's a sweep to me. And then they killed them five to one, um, both physically and metaphorically. I'm happy. You saw the fight on Saturday, right? Yeah. What the heck happened there? Oh, just I wish it, Jesse were in here. He was just at an the match. Explosion ma- he was, of bodies. He was, I don't know what happened. And Jesse were at the, was at the game. I wish he were here to tell us about it. But from what I understand, gloves were dropped. Oh, and there were bodies all over the place on the ice. I. From what I understand, that that's not allowed in college hockey. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, so we'll see. Just four home games left, so make your way out to Mullet Arena if you want to see some uh, some really good college hockey. We're recording this on Friday morning, so they have a match tonight against Alaska Fairbanks tonight, and then again tomorrow. Those are two of the last four home games left. Jeez. So if you want to see some really good college hockey in a really good college hockey arena, go to Mullet tonight if you can. Emphasis emphasis on college hockey arena. Let's Ki- let's not let's not dig it. I don't want to talk about um, that right now. I'm not here for that. <laughs> Women's hoops, they lost to Arizona last week and only had that one game. They uh shooting it, see, okay, this is interesting. They went from one of their betting sh- better shooting performances ah, in their last I think the stat I read was it was their best shooting performance since like twenty eighteen mm-hmm. percentage wise. Yes. And then they followed it up with this dud against Arizona. And, you know, I get it. It's fine that we we don't have a ton of high expectations for this team because we saw how last year went. They Two wins is better than none, man. They lost one of their better players at the start <laughs> of the year. Um, I mean, that's an improvement. Yeah, they got their second conference win this year. Like, yay, and they kept, progress. I mean, they kept it close against Arizona. Um, Crisp has been fantastic this year um really happy that she's really stepped up in the scoring role it's nice to see really happy that she has stepped up um just her past four games 16 points 16 points 13 points 15 points really good and she's getting on the boards as well so asu needs her to continue to show out like she has been and you know they'll be fine they'll you know it's not their year to make a run at the Pac-12 tournament or even the NCAA tournament. I'll tell you what, but it's call, another rebuilding year, and t- it's a it's a win if they can pull off an upset and the Pac-12 tournament. Like they win a first round game, if they can do that, I'm confident in where this program is heading under Coach Adair. Tough weekend uh, for Jeff Munn and the uh, Sun Devils coming up this weekend. No kidding. Uh, they play USC, number ten USC. And number Juju nine, Watkins, man. number she, nine, UCLA. Juju, she dropped fifty-one. Was it fifty-one? The most in USC history, men's or women's. Wow! Think about the basketball yeah, players. A lot that of good <laughs> players coming through SC. Wow, Nikola Vucevic. I'm just kidding. Stop it. <laughs> Shout out Lauren Koval. Reggie Miller. <laughs> uh, Cheryl Miller. Stop. I, I get it. They they went to the same school. She scored 110 points in a high school game. Look, maybe she's going to catch up to Caitlin Clark before we know it. Who knows? Depends on how many years she stays. Uh, yeah, so they got those two games this weekend. Really tough weekend. Hopefully the ladies pull one or two and of those. Hopefully hey. Jeff Munn has a good time in L.A. I, I would if Generally I were him. speaking. I, I would if I were him. Um, Then more events this weekend. 37 
37 a total lot going on at, think at Arizona got, State. We've got baseball around the corner too. Like Willie Bloomquist Club is going to get started soon. Uh, I was hearing promos the other day on our station. Uh, excited to see what they can do because they improved a ton last year from <laughs> yeah. that first year that Bloom Bloomy was in a charge. So I'm curious to see what they can do this year. And new Contrades. I'm ready to see him go at it again this year. He's fun. Maybe we'll do uh, our first ever podcast from Muni. Ooh. We'll, we'll, we'll see what we can do I there. I like that. We I might like be able idea. to do that this year. Um, stay tuned for that. Maybe even cover the tournament later because I, th- I think it's going to be in Phoenix, right? Yeah, that would be fun. We are trying our best to get into the Final Four. Yeah, we're we're working on it. Yeah. So we're hoping that we can have Pac-12 tournament baseball coverage because that's locally here. Mm-hmm. Final Four coverage, which will be coming up in beginning of April, which is going to be at a State Farm Stadium in Glendale. We're hoping to be able to cover that, the three of us. And I know Jesse's not here, and I said three. But that <laughs> and this, if this baseball team goes on a, a good run, I think it would be an Gotta awesome hope. team to cover this uh, spring and summer. All right. Last couple things. Brandon Ayuk is in the Super Bowl. We talked about this a few weeks ago, but now it's real. It's coming up in a few days. Two days away. Yeah. And I'm pulling for him. If if I'm rooting for anything, it's for Brandon Ayuk to get a ring. There. There you go. So I guess that means I'm rooting for the 49ers. But that would mean Brandon Ayuk gets a ring. So if Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift get married. Oh, my God. Does that mean he gets... I mean, they're in Vegas. What if he gets down on one knee? They get one of those. Uh, quick, if she's there, quickie. You know, she's priests. in Tokyo right now, right? Yeah. What if they get one of those quickie Let's wedding see. priests to come in and just officiate while they're passing around the Lombardi? Can they do that? I wonder. Her concert schedule. Let's see. So, well, you see the the uh, administration of Japan put out a release that said she will make it comfortably to the Super Bowl on time. The administration it, it, it of was, Japan. It was. It was the. Uh, uh, diplomat, yeah, uh, for, that was in that's in DC. Oh, that's um, crazy. So she has a concert February tenth, which is tomorrow, Saturday at five p.m. What time is it in Tokyo right now? Don't ask me live on air. It is so it's three a.m. So today, today in Tokyo, she has a concert. She has a concert. Then she's gonna fly immediately after that concert to Vegas. <laughs> you think it'll work? Do you think she'll make it? Oh. She's got one of the best private jets in the world, Jeremy. I know, as everybody has been pointing out this week with her carbon footprint and all that. Yeah. Speaking of politics, we don't talk about politics on this No, on this we show. don't, but this one's kind of funny. It's interesting. <laughs> so there's a legislator in the uh, state house, right, I think, or the state senate, one of the two. It's uh, I, Again, I don't, I don't talk politics. It's either. Senator Jake Hoffman. Oh, you're just calling him out. Well, I'm, I'm you're giving ever nothing's hiding nothing's being hidden here <laughs> you're giving so, information <laughs> senator jake hoffman proposed senate bill 1279 which is quoted as saying it's a desecration of our public property in the united states of america and in the state of mind of arizona for a satanic display memorial altar etc to be on public property that was a quote from hoffman apologies but essentially what the bill is proposing is pr- the prohibition of Satanic memorials, statues, altars, or displays, or any other method of representing or honoring Satan on public property in Arizona. Why would we be bringing that up here, Jeremy? Mitch, what does this mean to us? What could this possibly mean to us? Oh! That guy! This guy! That guy! And that guy! 
So you brought him with you. Yeah. So <laughs> credit where credit's due. And if uh, you're not, you, you, we audio audio. Uh, we have podcast. Yeah, listeners audio as well. listeners. We got a YouTube video. On yeah. This. Um, For those unaware of what we're talking about, it took uh, some of our other great friends who cover Arizona State to uh, bring this up. So credit to them. But man, would we really have to say goodbye to Sparky the Sun Devil? We would if this bill got passed, but it's not going to get passed. It's So I think it passed the initial stage, if I'm reading the op-ed piece that I saw correctly. But Where what? did Governor is, Hobbs go to school, Mitch? Is ASU alum Katie Hobbs going to say, <laughs> yeah, I totally approve of this bill? So It was funny. Yeah, so this is not going to happen. I but, don't think so, but it is curious. But, but Here, I'll, I'll ask you a question. Okay. Would you want them to go back to the Bulldogs? No, we got to be the Owls again. The Owls? No, I'm kidding. Uh, I think Bulldogs would be fun. But it's just like so bulldogs mainstream. Bulldogs doing like, push-ups? It's know. just so... Everybody's a Bulldog. Like, there's so yeah. many Bulldogs. In the, I want to be unique, like the Sun Devils. Like, I want to be unique. Like, it would have to be something to do with Sun. Like, they would just take out the Devils and then How about put, the Monsoons? Do you want the Monsoons? No, uh, but then it's, uh, it, it's still uh, dark. Okay, tell yeah. you what. Tweet us, at AZ Sports Devils, or reach us however... Tell us if Sparky the Sun Devil had to be removed as the school mascot, what mascot would you want them to be? At AZ Sports Devils. Tell we'll, us. We'll see if, if you guys reach out to us, but we'll also put out a poll. Yeah, we'll put out a poll. Yeah, and we'll see what, what everyone says. We'll do bulldogs. We'll do owls. Do you want to do the normals? Yeah, the normals was a thing. That <laughs> or do we want to say like new mascot entirely? Yeah. Those Com- are the four options. There and then go. comment, and we'll probably yeah. put a social clip of us talking about it right now. Hi, guys. Hey, look, this is the clip. <laughs> and cut. All right, go ahead. Um, yeah, anyway, Mitch, you got anything else that you want to speak on uh, about ASU athletics? Go Brandon Ayuk, baby. Good for him. Go Man, get that I'm ring, buddy. So happy for him. Um, we didn't even, like, talk about what happened in the men's basketball game. We were just like, yeah, they started off crappy, and then they... <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what yeah. it was, right? I, I mean, they kind of shot their way back into the game, but... Okay, look, like I said, I admire them for keeping this, what was that game yesterday. They kept it a game. They didn't just quit. They didn't give up, right? They still tried, but they set themselves very far behind from the get-go. Anyway, that's going to do it for this edition of State of the Sun Devils. Thank you so much for listening and watching. You can follow us on everything, at AZ Sports Devils every social channel. And if you want to find our YouTube channel, you can go to the Arizona Sports app or ArizonaSports.com. You can also go to YouTube, search Arizona Sports or AZ Sports, whatever. You'll find us there. Super simple. That's where almost every single one of these podcasts will be. Mitch, thank you so much for doing this with me today. Really appreciate it. Forks up. Let's go. And for my good friend, Mitch Arellis. Who? I'm Jeremy Schnell. Mitch, we'll see you next week.